Boys Lunch, uh, two Catholic teachers discussing life. In this case, three Catholic teachers discussing life. I'm Joey. I'm Paul. And we're joined by our esteemed colleague and friend, Elizabeth O'Brien. Welcome, Hello. Lizzie. Hello. Thank you. Do you mind if I call you Lizzie? Um, that would be fine. Yes. That's your preferred name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lizzie teaches Spanish and does campus ministry here. I do. She is a transplant from Batavia, Illinois. This is her ninth year at Central Catholic High School, right? It's my eighth year, but yes. It's your ninth. Is it your eighth and a half though? Eight you just didn't here, right? I did. Yes. So it's your ninth year, yeah. right? All right. All right. I'll Within come the in. building. So yeah. she has been um, a great presence in the school just for our faculty and for our students, um, just in all the different roles that she's been able to do. Jack of all trades, some say. <laughs> some. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you guys doing? Phenomenal. Yeah, I'm doing really good. We finally got this to work. We're all here. It is a Monday afternoon. We're some busy people. Actually, just Lizzie's busy. <laughs> she has a real subject. People need help after school. Actually, maybe she's just a better teacher. She probably no, because we we tell them to go pray, and so they're going home exactly. and praying by themselves. They each, uh, yeah, they do a holy hour when they go home. Uh, do you guys see on the far right of my board right now some of the words? Do you guys see what's on the right though? I do. I've not seen any of those in a long time. I was trying to explain to the kids the AOL back and forth from the early 2000s, like what a conversation would look like, yes. like in fifth grade or sixth grade, and how it would always end with like NMU, same, and then it would just be like, cool. And there'd be like a big lull. I'd be like, all right, be right back. Is that pretty much the extent of your guys' conversations? Or was it because I was a boy? I mean, I can definitely um, remember those conversations. What is uh, G2G? Gotta go. Got it. Uh, yeah. I was GTG though. That's why I circled it. Mm. G2G was just offensive. <laughs> was offensive. <laughs> I don't know. How dare you deface the English language? So anyway, much. sorry. I just that was a. I knew you guys would appreciate it because you grew up in the AOL era. Lizzie, were you part of the AOL era? I was. I'm offended you wouldn't think that. I just asked some questions. <laughs> did, you, did you even have dial up there, Dad? Um. Yes, I did. Uh, anyway, it's been a uh, good November so far. My daughter just got baptized yesterday, Ooh. along with my nephew. A nice double baptism, so that was fun. Love it. You'll never guess who the godfather was. It was me. I was the godfather to blaze my nephew. Oh, my gosh. Nailed what it. an honor. Now, I was really just kind of leading <laughs> it to uh, Mr. Paul Rayburn here is the godfather of my daughter, yes. Lucy. He did a great job. Mary the godmother as yes. well. Um, the Rayburns. It was an honor to be there. Um, and I got to hold the baby. I got to hold Lucy. Yeah, long time coming, uh, and I definitely got put in the tie because I felt like every tie there was a chance I could was holding her. It was awesome. Even Blaze at points. That's true. I was holding Blaze. Paul was just yeah. There really baby was barely a moment on Sunday I wasn't holding a child. Yeah, it was fun. Lizzie, did you stay for it? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, Lizzie is a long time not listener of Boys Lunch. This is actually the first time she's listening to Boys Lunch as we're recording an episode. I love it. First time caller. So fun. Uh, but you have such a great reason of why you've never listened. And what was that reason, Lizzie? Um, just because I feel like I get the live version every day. I work with y'all, so you get I mean, to hear it. If I'm being it's honest, it's so convincing. <laughs> like, would I listen? I'm trying to think. If, like, you two did a podcast. Would I listen to you two? Right. Like, if or if you and Booth did a podcast, would I ever listen to it? No. 
You don't even text us back. Why would you listen to That's true. Um, I'm not a good communicator. We have covered that on the podcast. Thanks okay. for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Something I'm working on. But anyway, we're glad to have you here. <laughs> Super you. blessed. Honored to be here. Lizzie is my uh, neighbor here at Central Catholic. Our classrooms uh, go up against each other. Uh, physically, they go up against each other. And then just uh, verbally, uh, we go up against each other. Yeah, sometimes when you guys get, uh, get into it, I can... Across the hall. We have board wars every now and then. We get into arguments about like chainsaws for arms or sharks for legs, just kind of like basic almost, would you rather's. Almost destroyed our friendship, but yes. we're fine. We so are fine. Um, it's been fun. But we've also worked together on a lot of things throughout the school, haven't we? We have. Oh, it's called a segue. <laughs> Unless you guys had more things you wanted to no. share. Let's get to the fun. Are you sure? Let's do it. Yeah. We've like been wanting to talk about this for a while because we've been involved just in various levels. Uh, along with a lot of other, other staff and community, something we're excited about coming to Central Catholic, and that is the uh, the house system and some of the changes that we're making next year just to help our Central Catholic community grow. And we've, I think the school's finally been posting things out there for people, and they're getting more information. And people have already had questions. I'm sure more questions are coming. And we just wanted, from our point of view, to express just some of our thoughts of, about it and to explain some of it as kind of teachers that are experiencing the day in and day out of school life here and school culture yeah yeah because yeah, i think there's definitely an excitement uh, about the school about what's coming and that i think we want to communicate that central catholic obviously has its own resources that you can find at uh, blmccs.org if you do have any questions or concerns but if you want to get uh, the more fun version i don't even want to say beep, 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 beep. But, uh, yeah we're going to try to yeah, communicate the excitement the buzz <laughs> I think you communicated it loud and clear. Uh, when we look at Central, we have all been here eight, nine, and ten years. So we have we have seen it go through the changes that it's gone through. I think over the last decade, a lot of growth and just areas for improvement. Just as people change, as culture changes, as as needs change. Uh, obviously, we know as humans, we're always evolving and. Just when you think you figured those teens out, they've changed. And they tell you it's not a phase, Mom. And it absolutely is. <laughs> but anyway, why are you guys here at Central Catholic? Like, briefly, why are you here? Uh, I'm here because, um, of course, I believe in the school's mission, the opportunity to work with high school students that are at such a formative age, uh, and to be able to bring Christ uh, into their lives and to, and to bear that knowledge that the church and Christ himself has blessed us with. I don't know. I just... Why I stay here, I mean, that's why I came here. I came here because that's something I'm passionate about. And I, it, it's a group that I've worked with through coaching and in different jobs that I've had. Uh, but I've certainly stayed because, again, believing in the mission, but also just what the school means to me, having graduated here, and also just the faculty and staff that works here that, um, that is very much all wanting the same thing, and that is what's best for these children and to, and to communicate Christ in them in a real way. Yeah. Do you have things to add, Lucy? Yeah, honestly, not, not that much. I would say really similar things. I pretty much always knew I wanted to be a teacher and I had a conversion or reversion back to the faith in college. And so, yeah, I just really wanted an authentically Catholic school, not just a Catholic school that was Catholic in name only. Um, and yeah, just the Lord drew me here and I can't imagine myself anywhere else. I think as we look back to, there's just so many good memories that we've already established here and so many good connections. And I think Paul and Lizzie, you guys both hit it like, it's the fact that we have a great mission and then we have great people yeah. and opportunities to, to make that mission go even better. We have an admin that supports that mission and that will make like tough decisions based on that. We have gifted coworkers with a lot of skills, talents, 
and that are invested. Like I would say, like if you see the feedback from our students, they say that they, they love that our faculty is, and staff are so invested in the people and the human formation. Uh, we have students that are ready to be pushed and challenged intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and it's an environment where we can do that. And last, I think we have families yes. um, that are connected to the history and tradition of the school and they care about it. If you look at all levels, we have things going well for us and that's why Central Catholic is existing and working the way it is. We have a lot of good going for us. And if we stayed on that same exact track, I think we would still do good things and have great people. But I think all of us know that it can be better. And there are so many exciting opportunities for growth. And we're not just saying this, like we're living it. We understand it. And when things are being presented to us, um, like any good school or any good, you're nervous sometimes to change, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys handle change well? Oh, yeah. Like all people, I thrive in change. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm nervous, but in, I think in a healthy way, like it, it's, it's, it comes from an excitement, an opportunity, um, something fresh, something that we've seen has worked elsewhere and would love to bring here. And it's going to continue again. Some of the, like we use the example of small groups that we've been striving to begin and, and have flourished over the last few years. Like this is, this is going to even present more time and, and more depth to these types of things that we know are already good. But I see. Yeah. That's the stuff we've been doing organically. When we saw that need, like we were able to kind of <clears throat> offer that to kids. Yeah, for sure. So do you just want to do like practically, what is this going to look like? Absolutely. It's just going to change kind of the way our day looks, which I think will be good. I think in a, like a two week span. So we are changing to a block schedule, like an AB. So that means every day we're going to be changing. One day you have four classes. The next day you have four different classes, which I'm sure some people listening understand that, you know, that if you went to college or maybe a school that did that, or you just know it because you know it. So we are doing that and that's to accommodate and give us time to help implement other things within our house system, but also just to kind of help some of the, the learning and growth of our kids academically. There are a lot of great benefits to what we're doing now, but also to the block schedule that'll help, our, I think, our kids uh, with their own like academics and learning. So I think there's a lot of good changes. I don't know if you want to speak to that at all. Yeah, I was just going to add that, like going back to the research piece, we've had a lot of people looking into this for many years and and in that research, finding that like almost every school, if not every single school that has implemented this and done this well is on a block schedule. And that is because it allows more time in the day to have house time to build that community uh, within the school day. So again, we're just trying to model off of of people who are doing this well. But even independent of the house system, Block schedules are used in, in other schools as well, and you are a child of That's a true. system like that, right? As you can see, how much like how smarter she sounds. Yes, yeah. she went through block schedule. Do you want to briefly talk about just um, maybe even what the, the block system offers within an education system? So. Yeah, I um, Paul is referencing the fact that I graduated from a high school that had block schedule. Our block schedule is a little bit different than what we will be implementing here. Uh, we had semester blocks, so I had four classes. Um, all semester um, and those same four classes every day for the full semester and then at semester my classes changed um, and I really liked that I liked having like less to focus on um, even like homework wise at night uh, I remember my first year teaching here I was like how do these kids keep track of seven class eight classes like what I don't know that must be a lot homework wise so yeah just like a different approach but it was something I really liked as a student so I hope I think it's like chunking up their learning process like in a more digestible way because they just look drained by the end of every day. And I know it's high school, but like going to seven classes in the same seven classes every day can be, I don't know, a very monotonous thing and, and very like wearing down on them and on us like to 
to switch things up and to have that variety. But I think more importantly, it's, it's allowing us to not only offer more classes and opportunities for them to have things at more convenient times, like our music classes actually during the school day and not right. like I was a product of the band system here and like rushing for your last 15 minutes of lunch while you've already missed it. Like there's just a lot of other things that are going to help fall into place and be more, I don't know, manageable. manageable and just like more opportunities for the students. And one of the biggest things, so in our block on your A days, you'll have 40 minutes of what's called house time. And so the house system, what it's doing is it's pairing off and grouping our school into four main houses. And because of our enrollment numbers, there's probably about 80 in a house. And if you think about it for students that went here on our, our Olympic day, it would be like two countries together. So if you remember looking out into the gym, you have eight countries. That's what we normally split it off into. Imagine two of them being together and that's kind of the idea. So it's taking people from different grade levels. You're kind of welcomed into these houses based on your different, I don't know, sports, interests, activities. It's going to have a help kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like integrate maybe different groups of people together. Or that like you maybe wouldn't have, have sat down with yeah. and had the opportunity before. Yeah. And within each of those bigger houses, uh, there are breakdowns into communities. And that would be almost like your homeroom or in some schools they have advisory groups. So it's maybe like uh, 17 to 20 kids. And those are the, the people that you'll meet with throughout your entire four years. And within each of these structures, you have teachers that are help leading at different levels. And you have students that are kind of paired with those teachers. All in all, kind of this whole kind of group is going to offer, I think, what was it, 72 student leadership positions, yeah. which is a lot. That's like a fourth of our school almost in some type of leadership position where they are being mentored, checked in on, and like empowered to go and try something and like actually held accountable. But the whole idea is during this house, on our, our A days, when you have 40 minutes with your house, uh, maybe you would check in as an entire house or in your communities. And then the senior leaders are people that are choosing some type of activity to do. It's a break from schoolwork. It's healthy interactions with students and with teachers, um, teachers that are there present, not giving you a grade. I think that's important where people are able to be checked on or checked in on, like making sure that there's things that they can do or they're engaged. I don't know, something that has to do with the intellect, uh, something crazy along those lines, but maybe it could be a video game, a pumpkin carving contest, just an icebreaker game, uh, a badminton tournament, whatever kind of the needs of that group. And a lot of it's based into like a bigger structure of the house of what it is with like full games and, and earning points. And obviously you've maybe seen that within in books, movies, shows, that's just like a part of it. And that was kind of the big, one of the biggest things that I had to wrap my mind around. It's not about the points at the end of the day. It's so much more about the relationships and opportunities for kids, which we can get to later. Sorry. So the 40 minute on those days, there's the longer planned time where there's a lot of different activities throughout the year. And then on your B day, it's more of like a 10 minute check-in uh, where a lot of things are able to be communicated, but it's all kind of through that student leadership while being checked in by adult mentors. So basically we're having a block schedule where you have A and B days that you have your normal school thing, but it allows times for these houses and communities to meet, to have a mental break, to do something that is led by these students that is more about human formation. Okay, so that was kind of a hopefully general bird's eye view of the day in and day out. But what, what would you guys say from this? I've set some of that up. Like why? What was the biggest thing? Maybe Lizzie, you went on some site visits and, and saw this happen. And when you saw it, what were things we thought of or why would you want to do something like this? What are some of the benefits? Yeah, I think you've touched on a lot of them. I would say um, 
at St. James when we went to Kansas City and, and saw their school. I was really impressed with the student leadership, their ability to communicate to a room full of strangers and specifically adults as these like teenagers were just able to to share about the house system and why it's important to them and why it matters to them. Just their communication skill in that was really impressive. Um, and also, I think what I'm most excited about is the relationship building that that can bring both for like teacher student relationship, but then peer to peer. I think often uh, we've talked about this a bunch, but like kids just like automatically if they have like a moment of free time just like get sucked back into their phones and see what's going on on snapchat or instagram or whatever and have kind of lost the ability to just talk to each other to just be in each other's presence and and having this time built into the day where we are giving them that opportunity and honestly teaching them how to do that mm-hmm. um is really exciting because i think especially in the world we live in today especially post-covid i think we're really disconnected from each other and this is just a tangible way for us to rebuild that connection and i don't think you can argue um, public or private the challenges of mental health mm-hmm. that have um, that were on the rise before covid and were accelerated by um, and then i think uh, to address the spiritual needs as well school like this, we have the unique ability to do so. And when I look at this structure and I see the opportunities for that to be, you know, a time dedicated to that, where multiple people are checking in, both faculty, staff, and student leaders checking in on an individual, you know, not just like once a quarter, but we're talking about, you know, daily, uh, throughout the week, you've got these opportunities. And then just as a welcoming freshmen who are coming in, I just love the idea. Now, there are good leaders in the school, seniors yeah. and juniors, upperclassmen, maybe who have siblings in those grades or whatever that are present. So it's not that we don't have that, that we lack. But someone coming in from maybe doesn't come through the, the feeder schools and has got to navigate freshman year and to do so with a class that they don't know and an entire school that they don't know. But to, to be ushered in and, and brought into a group whose whole purpose is to build community, to 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 make connections and to, to establish contact and growth. I just love that idea. And that's just such yeah. a huge selling point for me. That was like a, a, a Seattle high school we went to. One of the boys said he transferred in as a sophomore, not knowing anyone. And then by his senior year was the like the school captain. Yeah. Coming in as a complete outsider as a sophomore and then like being plugged in with a group that he felt comfortable with and then slowly kind of becoming more and more comfortable with not just with his community, but with his house and then the school. Like it, it just creates more like and like you said, we have really great leaders. And I think that was a theme that came up every school that we went to that we were super impressed by. It was like we have all these kids, but are we giving them the opportunity to shine? Yeah. Are we giving them more leadership opportunities in the day in day out kind of operation of our school and trusting them, giving them the platform and the trust and the voice in like a healthy way to express that? So I think we've we've all experienced since we've been here, kids like trying to express their wants or needs for the school, but just not knowing the right way to do it, not going through the right avenues. Like this helps them get their ideas heard in a way that we can actually implement them and like work through them well together. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a more organized structure, a way to do that more efficiently and effectively. And I think for us to like, because that time is built into our day, it reminds us to be intentional. I think the teacher plate is very full right now as it always is, but I think giving us that time to be like, oh, I could be forming this kid in this leadership role, or I could be forming them in in prayer or any sort of human formation that they need to, 
just like dedicated time for that, like you said, Paul, I think. Yeah, I think uh, some of these needs we saw come up before COVID. It's just yeah. the nature of our, our teenagers nowadays. It's it's the temptation just to be isolated from people, to not engage, to not like want to put yourself out there and like have that risk of actually caring about something, mm-hmm. like a school event. I know deep down when you see these kids, they want to have the, the stands filled at a game. They want to have events put on, but a lot of them are just so so much more comfortable being isolated. And they're not always being pulled out because we we don't have that necessarily that dedicated time where we're doing that. But if we just talk about in education, like what are the skills we want them to know, like when they leave, like, yes, we need to stick to these basics and the standards that we do. Like, I think it is so good for them to learn. And I think we do a good job, the whole spanning of all, all the subjects in liberal arts. Like, I think they leave knowing a lot of great science, math, English, history, language, hopefully theology skills, but like 21st century skills, we're looking at the changing landscape of the world. And especially after COVID, how the business field has changed, how the medical field has changed, all these things, are we preparing them to actually know these skills of how to interact with people? Cause we have to, like, like I said, even before COVID, I, we needed to teach them basic social skills. And this is like a perfect opportunity to do that. Do you guys have anything to say in like the, the aspect of 21st century skills? That's a huge buzzword, but it's like a real thing. Nothing? I, yeah, I mean, I, another word for me is executive functioning skills. Just like the ability to process uh, to um, what to do when there's a conflict or something's not working. How do I problem solve? How do I... Uh, properly advocate for myself, all of those oh, yeah. things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those are the words I'm looking for. Because, I, yeah, I mean, everyone saw the lockdown where it's just like, yeah, you had this isolation, but also expectations were shifted and all, all these different things. Now it's like, I've got to come back into the world. I've got to reestablish relationships. I've got to uh, endure trials. I've got to. And, and, how and they want to learn how to work through all these Absolutely. things. And, yeah. and we and providing them the means to do that in a way in which, as you talked about, like teachers are already doing that with small groups and checking in and doing ex- extracurricular activities. but that's on top of or in, in sacrifice of their lunch or other mm-hmm. things. And a lot of them are doing it within their classrooms. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's sacrificing um, some of that content and stuff. So but, yeah. yeah, have a dedicated time to do that and, and to put the student first Yeah, and, and, to, and to shift that culture to, to look for the care of, of the human and, and, and their dignity and, and making sure that and ensuring that they are, they are loved, right? And I think that pairs so well with the Catholic mission of the school and the love of Christ that I think it's just, I mean, it's just a match made in. Nice. And it's going to highlight the skills of our entire student body. The the high school they went to in Seattle, the number one draft pick in the NBA went to that high school. Um, What was his name? Oh, the Duke uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the number one NBA draft pick went to that school, but he was not the star of that school. He had moments where he could shine, but so many of those kids, like they showed us a video. One of the students was there of their Mario Kart uh, tournament that they had school wide. And all of them were, 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 watching a live stream of two kids that were probably quiet and never said a word battling out Mario Kart on someone's smart board. And there's a video of them running out to the hallways when one of them won. And like, they're all just cheering for this kid who probably never talks. Like it's giving more of these people platforms to shine and what they're good at. If you're having like a, um, during the holidays, like a gingerbread house competition, like I am not a creative person, but when you see what some of these kids can come up with and they can shine for their house in that moment, that is huge. So it's like, it's highlighting these needs. And it's like, like I said before, it's helping us not let kids slip through the cracks because nowadays it's easier than ever. Even in a small school, when we're attentive to that, we're trying our best. It's giving more eyes and being more intentional and like teaching our upperclassmen and leaders to learn how to do that. Because I know they want to, but it's, I don't know, just teaching them those skills. 
how do you care about and, and interact with these kids in a way that's seeing them and knowing them and to build the and in a culture of encouragement also like you talk about Preach. these kids like, <laughs> who are making the gingerbread house or the kid that's playing mario kart or something it's like i don't know just to to help the other students be encouraging and and not just like making fun of each other a lot you know teenagers often resort to that as their form of humor but sometimes it goes too far and and so i think just helping them be excited about the gifts and talents of others. Yeah. And you'll still have those big games in the gym. Like I'm excited about that. People love homecoming. Yeah. They love the Olympics, uh, but it's only like one week or one day. Yeah. This, this allows it to actually be stretched out. There's things to look forward to. There's big events that we get to come together and do and encourage each other. And I wanted to mention something, Paul, you talked about like the executive functioning skills, learning, like helping them learn how to advocate and work through trials. Like a basic example, if I'm like a community mentor, so I'm a teacher that's a, in charge of those 18 kids. And there's a, a senior who's in charge every day. I'm able to be like, Hey, what, what do you have planned for today? And they have to like, show me like, Hey, I prepped this, or maybe they didn't prep that. And that's an opportunity for me to be like, Hey, you need to put a little more or like, what's your backup plan? Mm -hmm. Or, Hey, today, did you notice that Tony was sitting in the corner? Did you say anything? Did you try anything? Like it's, we are there on like the ground level, trying to help them learn these skills and putting them in the best position. But just that constant check-in I think is helpful for our leaders and then helpful for the other kids that are benefiting from that. So I just wanted to give like just more of a practical example of what that could look like. What else did you guys want to say? This is your time to shine. This is your time to express what's on your heart. What would you want someone to know about any of this as we kind of kind of bring this together? If you are a prospective parent, you're a former student worried about your old school, you're a nervous maybe student, current student that's looking for like to next year, what would you want to say to them? I'm just utterly excited at this opportunity to um, advance the school even further, to build upon the foundation that so many people before us have laid and to take yeah, the skills and talents of the students, parents of this, this school community and just, and to lose none of it. And I think that's the important thing. We're not losing anything here. What we're doing is we're, we're building on and advancing something that people that have been here long before I have worked so hard mm -hmm. to establish. And this school is absolutely phenomenal. But I just, I'm just so excited to just try to bring that into the next phase of an ever-changing world. It's because of the work that they did before that we're able to right. do this and bring it even farther, which is so exciting. Yeah. I would say, I think I would just like to acknowledge that change is hard. Changes can be scary. Um, and Paul kind of alluded to this earlier, but like, yeah, I think there's like a little bit of nervousness because that's natural when anything is changing, especially kind of a bigger shift like this. Um, but for you to know that like the, the boots on the ground, we're excited it. about it. Love and it. like, just know that um, it's gonna be so good for the students and also to just uh, bring it back to the mission that like when, when you meet Christ, when you know Christ, that requires change in your life. Mm. and. And two, with our jobs, with our vocations, we're trying to be the best versions of ourselves, the best version of this school. And this is like what we believe is needed in order to do that. So we're trying to also follow the mission also. And there's going to be hiccups along the way, but it's so exciting to at least be on that journey that's pushing through that. I think that's the, the excitement when Christ calls those first apostles. They had their hiccups, yeah. but they were pushing forward and trying these new things. They were taking that mission and prayerfully saying, what do we need to do because of our times around us. What are the needs of this community in Greece, in Italy, in Northern Africa? And they, they were taking the spirit with them. 
I think that's what's so exciting about this is it's coming from the fruit of prayer from so many people that care about the school and about the students to come through. And I would say as a parent, like this is what I would want my kids to go through and experience a, a situation where, yes, they're getting such great academic care and attention, but they're also getting great social, emotional uh, encouragement, spiritual encouragement and human formation that they really, really need. Um, so it's really exciting to be a part. Coolio. Well, Paul just left us. Uh, any shout outs, Lizzie? We do shout outs on Boys Lunch. I know you don't listen, but this is something we do at the end. Shout out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just the last part of our conversation there. I think shout out to any former faculty and staff of Central Catholic who helped us get to where we are with this house system. Um, and for everybody, shout out to everybody out there who's praying for Central Catholic. We cannot do the work that we do here without your prayers. So, Yeah, I know when I first started working here, um, they were working on this house system. Uh, Sean Foster, Randy Huberman, Jim Record, Karen Beckwith, like a lot of them were um, doing the, the, a lot of the research and I got kind of thrown into that and these things happened and we, other stuff needed to fall into place. Uh, but how many people have contributed uh, to this has been amazing. So yeah, shout out to them and all the, the groundwork. Uh, shout out, Paul said to uh, my daughter and to his wife, a great godmother as well. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my new godson, Blaze. What's up? <laughs> I hope uh, yeah. he listens to this someday. He will never listen to this. <laughs> anyway. Amen. Uh, Paul Normie says, for the kingdom. Can you say for the kingdom? For the kingdom. For the kingdom.